Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Guys, welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Will. Stop. And it's Griff. In today's episode, we got Red Sox talk, trade deadline, and Inside the Five top five NFL helmets of all time. What are we saying, Will? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. Long overdue, but we are back. On our new camera, in person, once again. Um, but since we've gotten this camera, I think the Sox have only won one game, guys. And uh, that game came at the beginning of this Cleveland Guardians series. We are one for our last six, and that's all post-All-Star. Break, stop, straight up, do we blow it all up? To be honest, as much as I want to, Time Blue's recent comments make me think that we're just not, and we're going to try and make the postseason. At least that's what I hope. What are we? We're four and a half games out of a playoff spot. Realistically speaking, that's not awful. If you take away the scores of the last few games, and which is kind of hard to do relative, like, but if you take away the scores, if you kind of just say, okay, you're four and a half games out of a playoff spot, you buy or you sell the deadline, I say that you buy, especially when you're the team as the Boston Red Sox, like, as I just think that you buy. And he said that he's not going to trade Xander, so you got to buy. You can't sell. If, especially if you don't, if you're not thinking of trading Xander, you have to buy. You have to push for a postseason spot. Because you have to think, all right, the Orioles are very hot right now. Most likely they're going to collapse. The, and then you just have the Blue Jays, the Mariners, and the Rays. I think you are more talented than the Mariners and the Blue Jays. I'm, not, I'm sorry, the Mariners and the Rays. I think you have more talent. I just think you need to fill the holes that are necessary. But that should have been addressed in the offseason. We can talk about that all day. But I think that they do buy at the deadline. Well, what do you think? Well, like you said, with the recent news of us not interested in training Xander, which I kind of figured that was the vibe to begin with. But, I mean, honestly, I honestly have no idea what anyone's thinking in that front office at all. So... Now that we know that he's not leaving, we're not selling. So we need to we need to buy like heavily. Like we need a starting pitcher. We need to find someone in the bullpen. And I think that's really all we really need to focus on is just pitching. I think at the end of the day, I mean, the bats are going to come when the bats are going to come. Like we're, I know we can say that for as many games, and we could say that until the end of the season, and we could not make the playoffs. But I'd rather have that be the saying than we post up runs and still lose a game because we blow it. Yeah, and it's not only that, but we have, like, I mean, tons and tons of guys that aren't playing right now and some pretty uh, noticeable holes in our lineup when it comes to Devers and Story 
And, I mean, let alone Chris Sale, who I don't think is ever going to play again. But, I mean, looking at this depth chart, you guys can see there's a whole lot of IL. There's a lot of red on this um, whole depth chart. And it's leading to games like we've seen tonight where we need Bobby Dalbeck to play third base or Jeter Downs to play third base, who hasn't played third base since he was 12 years old. Like, it, we just have such inconsistency in all aspects of our team that it's come to the point where we're kind of in a standstill. The trade deadline is next Tuesday, and we really don't know what to do because we haven't seen Kike in months. I, I like, tell you, we haven't seen Kike in the beginning of the season. We haven't seen him in forever. I know. And he started off on the 10-day IL, but then that kept progressing to the 60, eventually to the 60. I don't think he's going to play for the rest of the year. I don't think that he should play for the rest of the year. But his absence is missed. Like, you can clearly see, because Jaron Duran's not a center fielder. We kind of know that. I mean, after this whole month of baseball, we can see that he's not an MLB center fielder. Kike Hernandez, as much as we kind of talked down on him in the beginning of the year because he had his hitting woes, he was fine in the field. Like, his defense is very underrated, and we missed that right now. And we want to talk about defensive woes. Franchi Cordero, I saw Jared Kravis tweet this. I don't know how true this is. He had, he had as many errors tonight as hits he had all month. So, he had three errors tonight, the night of this recording. Franchi Cordero's on a major league first baseman. Um, I think that pro like priority A1 is to get a first baseman at the deadline, as we've been saying, what, for the past month and a half or so. Yeah, so, it, it is time. I think that Josh Bell should be their main priority. But if not, like... Are they just going to randomly call up Tristan Cassis at this point, like for the end of the year when he, they shouldn't call him up because he's probably not the ready? Like, he's back, he's back, yeah, he's back now, but like, I don't know. It's like, what direction are you going to go in? It, it's, it's such a question mark because, like I said, if you take away like this bad stretch, um, you would consider this team right now to be a buyer at the deadline to make a push to the postseason. So, I don't know. It's it's so disappointing. I mean, we haven't even mentioned the Blue Jays series yet, and I don't really want to talk about that. I'm gonna be I was going to say, how do we feel if, hypothetically, we keep our same, like, batters in position right now, and we buy Luis, we buy for Luis Castillo, and how do we feel about the team having Luis Castillo? I think it'd be great, but I just think that's not enough. That, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it could potentially be enough if the, bat, or if the bats get hot to... Maybe find a wild card spot, but I mean, if we're talking about a fully healthy team with Luis Castillo, I mean, I still think, yeah, you need a move in the bullpen, and we need another bat because right now, all of our bats that I mean, at least I like to see in our lineup are gone, and Xander's really the only one I trust, and I feel like he's not even playing that good either. I don't like the way JD is playing because. As much as I do love his on-base percentage and the way that he hits for contact, that's not really why he's on the team. That's not why he's in our everyday DH. Like, he's here to slug. He's not doing that at all this season. He's really playing for average, which is, I mean, at this point, like, all every single player on the Red Sox should be hitting for average. But we, we're just not – we're seeing a lack of production in almost every category imaginable for him in this past month's span. Yeah, I, I mean, let's look at the recent scores. Um, the last week, lost 28-5, lost 4-1, lost 8-4, win 3-1, lost 8-3, lost 7-6. We haven't let up in a loss less than four runs. Like, 
the we lost four to one on the Saturday, the twenty third. That was a Cutter Crawford. So I mean, actually, let's as negative as this Red Sox team right now. I kind of want to shine some light on Cutter Crawford, a guy who no one really thought could pitch at the big league level. In his last few starts, he's actually been pitching well. Like you can't blame him for their losses, and he actually pitched in a win against the Yankees a few weeks back. But I don't mind Cutter Crawford right now. All things considered, if we want to be somewhat optimistic, he's probably a guy who, if you're spying at the deadline, his name has like risen value. Like, hypothetically, for a guy like Luis Castillo, you could put a package, oh, Cutter Crawford, this guy, this guy, whoever in a pick, and it's more appealing because he has proven himself in the big leagues in a way recently, and he's young. Yeah, and um, he has another start. Tomorrow night at the time of this recording, we're recording this on Wednesday. He has another start on Thursday. I feel like that might be a big one to, if we can get him a solid seven, if we can get him seven innings deep, I can almost guarantee he's going to be a part of the trade for more of an established guy in this league. I just really think that when it comes to this Boston Red Sox team, we have our young pieces, but we're still in win-now mode. As bad as we are right now, we just dropped over 500 today, right? One game yeah. below 500 now. Um, and at home, too. We're 24 and 25 at home. Which I mean, which is very embarrassing when it comes to, like, just this team in general. And it's come just from the inconsistency of our lineup. We're not putting out the same lineup every day because we can't with injuries. And we don't really know what we're going to see tomorrow. And... We've kind of been waiting to go on this run all season. We saw a little glimpse of it, and then we fell back apart, and we just really at all, I'm trying to say at all aspects of this like team, we are really struggling. And it's not just because of injuries, but injuries are playing a very uh, big part. Well, the injuries are biting us at the worst possible time. As soon as we had something going, um, sale, came, sale comes back, hand. Um Trevor Story gets hurt right, at, like kind of like at an awkward period of time when they're mm-hmm. around the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and like a little bit before, a little bit before. So like we're in quite a predicament, especially around the trade deadline. We don't know what, like we know what we need, but we don't know how to really like acquire it because we're just stuck in a hole with injuries. We have young guys playing when they probably shouldn't, yep. and that's just like it's honestly we literally. Started the season high expectations, and we've created a recipe for disaster since day one. Well, yeah, and the like what we've said, the moves that they have to make are moves that you need to make in the offseason. You can't make all these moves at the trade deadline. So that's what, like, optimistic me wants them to be buyers. That I want them to make these moves, and I want them to make a push to the postseason because it's reachable. If you make them, if you make some moves, you have the talent once everyone's healthy to make a run at the postseason. It's just you haven't been healthy, and a lot of the holes are gaping holes. Like first base is a big position. Mm-hmm. Like let's think of past GMs who acquired talent at first base to like fill that gap or bridge. Like we got Mike Napoli in twenty thirteen. We got Hanley Ramirez, who it didn't pan out, but we ended up getting Steve Pierce, who ended up winning World Series MVP. So those are three guys who can play first base that past GMs have gotten. And Heim Bloom hasn't made a move at first base his entire time as a Red Sox GM. His only move is to call up Bobby Dahlbeck and move Franchi Cordero to first. But 
He got Kyle Schwarber. He didn't intend for him to play first base right away. He, I don't know what his intent, maybe DH and like platoon with JP at the time, but then Alex Cora moved him to first. That wasn't a move from behind Bloom, and it still didn't necessarily work out. Kyle Schwarber wasn't a great first baseman in the playoffs, but there are first basemen on the block. Yep. And you can make a move for a low price because we know the Nationals are selling. We know they are 100% selling at this deadline. Whether Juan Soto is a guy who gets moved or not, Josh Bell is probably going to get moved as well, and he's a guy who would fit perfectly in this Red Sox line. I think it's guaranteed that um, Josh Bell moves. I, like, I actually think that's like 100%. Like, we're probably one of the first things we see come trade deadline. And I feel like um, a large part of the reasoning why we should also make a move is the fact that we have the capital to do it, right? Yeah. I feel like there's a very good time to... Um, sell a few of our players for upgrades. I feel like when it comes to looking at this squad, um, really the only people that I don't want to see go at this point are Verdugo, Bogarts, um, Devers, obviously those two, and I mean maybe a couple of pitchers. But like other than that, I really like. I I mean Story obviously too, but like. Other than that, I don't see anyone that I would be super, super duper upset with selling. Oh, God, it's for the right price. New York Yankees finalized a deal to acquire Andrew Benatendi from the Kansas City Royals. Shot uh, Jeff Passon nine was, minutes ago. That was like the, pretty much like the biggest talk like for Yankees acquisition. That other hurts. Than, other than like the miracle Soto trade that they were talking about. That hurts. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's tough. Um, wow. So, that, that's the first chip to fall. That's the first chip to fall this trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I, I'd say the well, biggest move so far. That also probably puts the Yankees out of contention for Soto. Yes. Yes, that means they made their move to um, go get a little piece in the outfield. Um and they're not going to go make a big splash with Gallo because now, I mean, that outfield's set. Yeah. That outfield's more than set. And, um, uh, I mean, it's a good pickup by the Yankees. The Yankees um, just got swept and decided to get rid of Joey Gallo. Is that official that he's gone? I feel like yeah. it's okay. Or No, 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 no. Or, I don't know about Joey Gallo, but I'm just saying Joey Gallo yeah, really had a bad there. year. Yeah. Or bad. Yeah, he's had a bad year, but he had a really bad uh Series against the Mets, and I think that's kind of like the final straw. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up buying him out or something like that. But yeah, I mean, so that's a bit. I mean, that's someone that we saw was definitely um, the Royals were definitely shopping him for a while. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a little package for him um, in terms of some farm league players as well. <sighs> that's a good move by the Yanks. I mean. They're definitely going to be. They're definitely going to be all stars this year. Exactly, and they're definitely going to be buyers come this next span of however many days they have, six days. I think they're going to go out and get someone in the bullpen once again. And um, I mean, yeah, the Yankees are going to be ready for. I mean, this nice little stretch of time, and they're still going to find a way to lose it in the ALDS or the ALCS. Like this is just what they do all the time. Um, I don't know why, but every single time I think of the Yankees, I just really. You can't trust them when it comes to the postseason. And I think that adding someone that's won a World Series 
can help a little bit, but Benny's still, I mean, he's not, I wouldn't classify him as like an old, savvy vet. Like, Ben Intendi is young. And he's someone that's going to provide a, a very good spot. I mean, whether he bats in the six hole, they might even have him in the seven hole because when it comes to that lineup there, I mean, they're insane. They almost have like an all-star at every position at this point. And I mean, they're going to be dangerous, straight up. Like, as much as we hate the Yankees and hate to talk about them, they're going to be very, very dangerous with, with the move that they just made. So, but that move, that kind of settles, it's pretty much win or bust for them this year. They traded three people that I don't know. Yeah, who they trade? You get them back play, Chandler, Champagne, and TJ Sickman. I don't know any of those people. I literally don't know any of these people. So, I mean, I don't know why we didn't go out and get Benny first if he's going to run that cheap. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, in my opinion, we need someone. He played left when he was with us. We could totally use him from right. Yeah. He we could totally run. play right. We could move JBJ to center. Exactly. Like, but the thing is, they probably don't want too many lefties in the lineup. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I, I actually saw a rumor that the Red Sox are hearing offers for J.D. Martinez regardless if they're buying or selling. Like, but that that's confusing to me. Like, what pieces could you acquire if you're buying in return for J.D. Martinez? Like, no one's going to trade, like, a crazy piece. You're right, but... Um, because, like, hypothetically, my thought process right now is the Reds have Luis Castillo, right? Mm-hmm. They want young prospects in return and a guy who's young and ready now. Yep. J.D. Martinez is old on an expiring contract. What team who's selling would acquire J.D. Martinez? You know what I mean? Only a team that was buying, and most likely you're not going to... Yeah, but like... That's like a stretch, but like... But like the A's like... aren't buying either. Like, why would... I'm just thinking, like, hypothetically, I'm selling, right? Why would I want to acquire J.D. Martinez as the main piece when I know he's going to end up leaving and I'm not going to do anything with the remainder of that? I'm just giving up my piece that I'm selling for a half a year of J.D. Martinez. Like, you know, do you know what I'm saying when no, I say yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to have to be a team that is going to want more than just J.D., and it's going to have to be one of those trades where it's a package for a package, right? So I would guess if we're going to um, go with the Reds in this situation, we get Castillo, we maybe get a farm guy or two, and we give them someone like a JD and then a younger player um, in the field that is either in AAA or it has been up up and down between Fenway and, and the Woo Sox. I just I think if we do sell him, it's not just going to be him straight up because you're right. Nobody that's selling is going to want a 34 year old DH that can't run faster than like their average 10 year old female. Like he's not. He's really not anything special when it comes to fielding, obviously. He can get on base. I just, I really don't like the way he's playing this year. He's not playing the way, the style that he's, like, kind of on this team for. He's getting on base a lot, but he's kind of in this power-hitting role. He's not power-hitting. So I, I don't really even know what his value is as of right now. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's kind of a weird spot. Like a weird, yeah, I was I mean, going to say, I'm not even sold that the Red Sox are going to make a move. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm like fully ready to watch. Like deadline comes first, like five six hours. We're gonna see everyone go, and then the Red Sox are gonna make like some very minor minor move that does 
pretty much nothing. And then that's the deadline. Like, I'm fully ready to be completely disappointed. Well, and also, like, what, the only, I'm trying to think logistically. If I'm, like, the Nationals or whatever, and I deal Juan Soto, I'm going to get my boatload of prospects, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we need a temporary solution in right field. You get J.D. Martinez with intention of putting him in right. Like, that, you know what I mean? But, like, it's a, I, I just can't, I can't picture a single though. MLB team that wants to put J.D. Martinez in the outfield. I know. Like, I I'm, honestly would be the Nationals, like, only, like, the Reds. Like, just, like, for fun. Like, literally, if they're just so bad, like, what... I just, I mean, I could maybe see the Nationals. I just really can't see the Reds taking him. Especially probably not for Luis Castillo. I feel like they'd rather put a AAA guy that's, like, 25, 26 out there for the rest of the year. Then, I mean, because, like you said, what does he have? Maximum two years left on the field. I think he only has one, right? He's done after this year. Yeah, so, I mean, no matter where he goes, if they're not a team that's above 500... He's leaving. Yeah. Because it's not like he has that much time left to stay Someone with, with up in the Dodgers. Down. Exactly. He'll end up with the Dodgers. He'll end up with a with a team that going into a year has a chance to be like, oh, this is our year. He's going to be one of those guys. And I honestly don't think he's going to see a role like he's used to seeing with the Red Sox. He's not going to be relied on to be a career four anymore. I really think he's going to fall down to five, six. And then in a couple of years, he's going to keep falling down. And he's going to be an on-base guy that, I mean, he can hit to all areas of the field. He's going to lose a little bit of slugging, and he's going to be very slow, but he's going to play till he's, like, 40 years old. Like, I really think he has a little bit of time, and, and I think that he just needs to find his spot on a very successful team where he can DH almost every night and, I mean, just get on base in the, in the lower leverage um, spots in a lineup and, I mean – see where he can go from there. He's not going to be a guy that's going to go out when you a World Series at the end. That's just the way that I see it. I know, and I think we should kind of move on from the Red Sox and just talk about MLB free, uh, trade deadline approaching anyways. Um, where do we think Juan Soto... You, all right, I'm going to ask two questions right now. Is Juan Soto going to get dealt at the deadline? Yeah. I just, I can't see it. With the package that, like, with the package that's kind of being demanded from Washington, I feel like it's almost so unrealistic to the point that it just can't happen. Well, I'm, I'm going to agree, but also like disagree in, in, for the reason that if he does get moved, the outcome will stay the same. He won't be started. Like, the rest of his deal expires. He's a free agent. He's going to just leave wherever he gets traded. You have to think that probably a pretty mid-tier organization with a lot of prospects that are on the come-up are going to probably trade for Soto. But hopefully, like, it's going to be like a low-level playoff team, probably wild card if they have the spots for it. And like, let's make a push. Like, and like, hopefully he resigns if he plays good. If not, the same outcome's going to happen with the Nationals. He's just going to sign a free agent. So, my whole thing about it is that the Nationals should trade him right now. Because if Juan Soto... You're, you have him for a year and a half. You have him for the rest of this year. You have him all next year. Then he is free agency. So you get the most amount of return right now. Because once this season and the offseason hits, you don't have the half the season. You only have one season with Juan Soto, which dwindles down the prospects. And then next year's trade deadline, half the season of Juan Soto, you're going to get jacked for that. 
Mm-hmm. So like, they should trade him now because right now you can get the most return on your most definitely. And it's like the reason why we haven't seen a trade go through is because of the fact that after this point or after this year, he could totally just re-sign with a different team. So a team could have him for half a year, give up so much cap, like you said, will um, give up so much of their farm system, like their whole organization just to potentially lose them after a year, but if they don't lose them, then they're going to also give up all of this, all of these players, all of these farm guys, all of these big leaguers, and keep him, but sign him to an insane deal off of only having him for half the season. So it's kind of like, it's a big risk coming from other teams to go out and get someone of this stature, because you really don't know what the risk and the reward of it all is. It's going to be a lot. Yeah, like I said, I feel like wherever he and if he like like Stop said, I feel like he should get dealt because he's selling very very high right now. And in my opinion, if they go and sell him now, one or two things are gonna happen. They're gonna get a package that they want, and the same outcome of one sort of trying to leave the Nationals and just go somewhere else in free agency will happen with the team that he gets dealt to, unless a big team steps in and puts down a trade that literally they can't deny, or they're gonna be like, well, if we don't do anything now. We're not going to get anything ever. They're going to get. They're going to have to take their best offer, and it's probably not going to be what they want at exactly, all. Exactly. Because it's going to be probably like we're going to look at the trade and like how did he go for like almost so little compared to like what we're looking at right now. Like all I see because right now obviously it was the Yankees that were in the run for him. They were they had the most like genuine prospects to give up. I mean I think we do too, but like realistically we're not going to do that. But they literally had like a list of like five, six guys that were going to go for mm-hmm. Juan Soto. And I was like, that's, like, ridiculous. Like, I would, like, if I was the Nationals, I would probably, like, accept that trade if that was on the table. But you also have to think, like, realistically, what is he going to want to do? Like, as a team trading well, for him. Like, if you're, like like I said, if you're one of those, like, mid-level teams that kind of has enough has enough cap enough area to give up for Juan Soto, you really you have to also take back and be like, is he going to resign with us? Is he going to want to do this with well, us? Well, it's I think the MLB like trade rumor like type things are different than other sports because you can negotiate a contract still while he's on another team if you're going to trade for him. But look at Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers. Like he, uh, there's no way the Dodgers gave up what they did for Mookie. I mean, in hindsight, they got a steal for fucking Mookie Betts. But that they had a contract in the works, like when they were trading. And like Matt Olson recently just got traded to the, the Braves and then signed an extension. It's just like one of those things where yeah, if that, gonna, that's for, what would have to happen. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like for, for Soto, I feel like obviously the Nationals suck. Like, and he's just fed up with playing with literally just like almost three or five of the years at this point. Yeah. And if you have a look at where he's going to go, he's going to obviously weigh in like, is this team going to win the World Series? Like, with me and with who we have and who we could possibly grab, he has to look at it all because this is literally like his big contract. Like, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So much to lay out that, like, even if something is talked, like, I feel like the money just, I feel like he's not fully into the money, to be honest. I mean, I, obviously, he just like, turned down 400. Yeah, like, like, clearly, like he wants to go, he wants to go win and make a lot of money, and he's not going to win if he's in Washington because, I mean, the way that they built their lineup, it's like they had a shot, and now they're kind of just signing anybody that they can, and there's clearly no form of connection between the players in that locker room and that's why he's not taking 440 million dollars but i mean when it comes to someone at the stature of juan soto in his youth like he could be traded to a large market and become a superstar and that's exactly what he wants to do so if it's going to be the mets then it might be the mets even though they're in the same uh, division it might be a little difficult Exactly. I think he'll stay if he's with the Mets. Um, I saw the Dodgers just because they have more than enough of a, a package to give them. And then the Yankees, who are now out of it. I saw a couple of teams. I can't remember the other names of the teams. But there was a few teams that weren't contenders. I just really think it, it, he's going to go to somewhere that's going to be a very good squad already. And he's just going to put them over the top. That That's what this is all about. Yeah, I'm fully afraid wherever he goes, he's going to put them over the top and be the best player on the team. Like, that's literally yeah. what, like, is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I agree. I mean, Juan Soto's a generational talent. But there is a lot of talent just being, like, floated out in the market. Like, we, we had recent news of Tarek uh, Skubal. Mm-hmm. The Tigers are willing to trade him. I don't understand that necessarily either. Yeah, Isn't he their number one prospect in their system? Yes, yeah. What, he's, what are, he's very good. What are they trying to... What direction are the Tigers trying to go in? Because they said you were going to try to sell everyone. They didn't care who. They said everyone's they, on the block. Yeah, they said everyone's on the block. This offseason, you go and get Eduardo Rodriguez. You go and get Javier Baez. You go and call up Tariq Skubal. They made a few more moves, too, that I'm just blanking on right now. But they put in an effort to be competitive this year. It hasn't worked. But now you just blow it up after half of the season? Like, and they're in the AL Central. That division's awful. Right. Like, it's not like they're going to be out of contention next year. Next year, very well, they could just be the first-place team. And mm-hmm. especially when you have your best pitcher as a young prospect, why would you just go and get rid of him? I don't understand the, the philosophy behind that. I mean, we, we all sit here and shit on high bloom. Imagine if this was, like, us. Yeah, right. Like, right. imagine... Like, imagine being, like, Tariq's or Craig Skubal and Spencer Torkelson are available for trade. Yeah. Spencer Torkelson just got called up and is, like, their everyday first base. I know. And he's, like, good. He's, like, not, like, bad at all. Like, I, like, he's probably doing enough for him that, like, 
being a rookie, like I can't yeah, imagine like, what he would be like in five years. Yeah, like people have to. I feel like the expectation for MLB rookies is way too high. Like baseball is probably the hardest sport to adjust in. Like Scooble, or I'm sorry, Torkelson right now is batting 200, has five home runs, 21 RBIs. Like that's not great, but he's a rookie. He's learning. You have to give these time guys time to develop. No one's going to step in their rookie year, bat 300 with 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. That's impossible. It's never happened in the 200 years of baseball. Right. He's not going to step in and literally be like the greatest of all time. Like, yeah. Like, like that's not like that's not awesome. But also, you have to think like that's not even like horrible. Like, actually, I don't even think he plays literally every day anymore. He started off every day, but I think it like there's like they have someone else that plays as well. I don't know. Right. I, I mean, think it makes no sense. Uh, another team that has never made sense to me when it comes to trade deadlines, and they do this all the time, is the Chicago Cubs. They give up. I mean, right now they're looking to send Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ somewhere else. There's been a few different names as well when it comes to um, their starters and a few bullpen guys. It just seems like when a player hits the age of like 27 in Chicago, and, and they're potentially an all-star, or in Wilson Contreras' case, is an all-star, they just sell. I feel like they just want everyone to be below 24 and, and just have, like, this team of young guys where they can grow together, but then once it doesn't work out and people, other people leave, they just sell everybody. The Cubs are a team that, I mean, they, they could actually potentially do something, not this year, give them two or three years with the youth that they have. Wilson Contreras will be a vet by then. Ian Happ, who is already kind of up there but has some more time, it just never makes sense to me. And we saw it, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before that, when they just absolutely cleaned house. It was last year they cleaned house. On a bunch of guys that are about like 28, 29 yeah. years old. Like, Bryant, Rizzo, yes. and uh, Bayern. Yeah, it, it, it almost feels like everything that they're trying to do is like, all right, if these guys aren't going to work out within like two years and they're getting like. Right, hold, I, I, I want to interrupt. Can we change our bio on Twitter? Can we change your Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue with what you were saying. saying. It seems like after like a couple of years of trying something out, or even like in this case, less than a couple of years of trying something out, they just kind of just sit there and they're like, all right, well, I'd rather have a bunch of young guys that will be possibly good in five years from now. And then, like, if we have a solid squad, we have a solid squad. So, like, I understand, like, if that's what they're thinking, but like Wilson Contreras and you have, like, if I'm any team in the league right now, I'm like, okay. I don't have a catcher right now. I want Wilson Contreras. Yeah. And if any, if, like, I would love Ian Happ. And, and, I mean, a big team that I could see Contreras going to would be Cleveland. Yeah. You know, I feel like they could get him for a good price. They wouldn't have to give up any of their big guys, I mean, at all. And, I mean, that's definitely a spot that they need. I feel like he'd fit in very well there. And he'd be very successful. Another team that I saw in talks for him, which kind of confused me, was the Rays. I feel like the Rays are a team that goes out and gets guys that, like, nobody has ever heard of. And, and they make things happen. So I, I really don't think that Contreras will end up in Tampa by any means. But I think a great move when it comes to both sides would definitely be Cleveland for someone like Wilson Contreras. I feel like for the Rays that would be kind of risky given they actually have, like, Pitchers right now, and like, like I know they don't have a solid catcher, but I mean, like, Wilson Contreras is very, very good. It's just like to see mix up like a new catcher with their rotation. Like, yeah, you know, I don't really know how well that will play out for them. 
especially right. given that their socks up, the wheels might fall off. They're they're sitting pretty. Yeah, they're gonna find their way back, and they haven't been that successful over the last month. I think in the last month they've actually had, like the past month, they've had a worse record than the Red Sox, which is very surprising. But um, I mean, that's a team that needs to make the move, right? Because when it comes to the Rays, you see them as a team that wins in ways that like you could never imagine, right? And they're a team that you expect to go out and pick up maybe a rotational guy, maybe a bat or two. I, I think one or two moves from, from Tampa is going to be very big for them, and I think they're going to go out and, and do it, and I think they're going to try to make a run at this because coming out of the AL East, you know it's going to be the Yankees, and it's kind of a battle for the two spot, and it depends on who's hot over the past two weeks, and that's really who's fighting for that. So. Um, I really think that Tampa's going to go out and make moves, and I think that they have, I mean, maybe the second-best chance out of the AL East. Definitely the Yankees at the first, but I kind of like Tampa at number two right now, just the way that things are Yeah, they're, they're constructed for a good rest of the regulation. Exactly. And I just kind of, I'm, I want to talk again about Juan Soto because we're kind of drifting towards talking about no-names. Yeah. <laughs> like, after after... Contreras, Hap, Castillo, there's not really... Rodon, I think is... Rodon's up there, yeah. Rodon, after the past couple weeks, recently, is up there for trade talks. I want to to revert it back to Soto with my prediction. I forgot to say this before. Mm -hmm. I want him to go to the Padres so goddamn bad. (laughs) That lineup would be sick when Tatis returns. Imagine a lineup of Fernando, Juan Soto, Manny Machado... Like Luke Voigt or Eric Hosmer, that team is dope. Like mm-hmm. that team is sick. And they have flexibility to make moves with their older pieces. Yeah, and still be good. And they have a, they have a location. Like that team can contend in the NFL. If they were to get Pons over, that team's probably the best, most talented team. Or I want to see him on the managers. Him yeah. and J. Rod would be. Him and J. Rod would be awesome. And that's another. The Mariners are such an interesting team. It's like I really can't tell what the Mariners. Do. Like, are they going to ride out with this squad? Because I feel like every year they have a team that's just good enough to make it into the wild card. Sometimes they find themselves just a few games out, like last year, and didn't make it. And then sometimes I feel like they make the wild card and lose a bad game. I really think that the Mariners should come into this weekend really trying to make some moves when it comes to um, the depth and the infield. I I really just don't think that... um, they're going to be able to lock up the AL West with how the Astros are playing. So, I mean, they need to make a couple moves to sneak into a wild card spot and, and try to, I mean, cause damage from there because they could find themselves in a spot where they could get a very favorable wild card game. So, I, I really think that they should make a few moves. And um, I think that's going to wrap up the MLB trade Red Sox talk. And. Oh, let's talk briefly some NFL news that happened. Julio Jones signing with the Bucks in a one-year deal. He went from being the most washed receiver in the NFL now to saying Tom Brady yeah. and Super Teams. It's funny. I don't this is the wide receiver three on that team, most likely, and it's an okay signing. It's pretty cool to see Julio Jones and Tom Brady together. I mean, yeah, I think this is kind of like a one-last push. We saw TB12 come back after retiring, so it's like, why not get everybody you can? You know, I mean, just try to make one last push at it. I don't know, like, like you said, like, 
Signing Julio Jones is a good signing, but he's not the same Julio Jones that people are going to think he's going to come back and be, especially in a lineup that already has someone like a Mike Evans who's already that big physical receiver. You're going to see Julio line up across from him, and you're going to see um, Godwin in the slot, and Godwin's going to be the best receiver on that team. And, yeah. it, and I really don't think it's going to even be close. And Mike Evans is going to have a good year as well. And, and Julio Jones is definitely going to be the third option. I, I He's just not a pro bowler anymore, which, I mean, Julio Jones was one of my favorite wide receivers growing up. And I think it's a great signing, but it, it, it's just so funny to see how last year when he signed with the Titans, people were like, oh, it's not even like a big deal. And now he's with the box and everybody's so pissed off. It's like I really don't think that this is like any super team activities. I think it's a very good wide receiver room. But, I mean, this is like – the Rams could have done this as well. You yeah, know, I was going to say, I thought it was a pretty smart signing. Yeah. And, like, wide receiver three, he's going to be very lethal. And wide receiver three. Like, obviously, he's not the same Julio Jones, but it's still Julio Jones. Maybe, like, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones. Like, Chris Godwin's going to get a lot of attention. Mike Evans is going to get a lot of attention. And they're like, oh, well, look who's open. It's going to be Julio Jones. Like, right. It's not like you're missing. It's, like, it's, like, very good for what they're trying to do, but they also have to develop their offense in the correct way. Um, with that size, we'll have more NFL talk next episode. Yes, but let's let's actually. I want to take that back. We're talking about the NFL still with this yeah. IT five top five, the top five helmets, top all five. time, all time, just NFL, National Football League helmets. Um, Griff, we'll go. We'll do this yes, way right. from Griff to me, and then back. We'll do a snake draft. All right, sounds good. Um, with the first pick dawned upon me. That makes it quite difficult. Um, and I would, like, you guys definitely have this pick at 1-1, one, one, so I'm not going to steal it from you. I'll take something else. I'm going to go classic. I'm going to go from the beginning of time of the regular helmets, which is around the 60s. I'm going to go plain, old-fashioned, yellow Packers helmet. Just Ooh. a classic pick. Because um, I know which I know that both of you want this next one, and if you don't pick it, then if Will doesn't pick it, then I should have picked it. But I feel like it's pretty well, much. I was going to respectfully hand it over to Stav because I know he's itching to pick it. Okay, then that's fair too. Then that's fair too. I was going to go um, Dallas Cowboys white blue star. Yep, solid pick. Had that on the list. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to stick in the AFC East. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm going the Patriots throwback. Yes, that's that, 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 I mean that's the pick that I yeah. was talking about. That is, su- I mean, we I all have that at one one. I think that's fair. I appreciate both of you handing that to me, and I'm gonna go probably a shocker to you guys for my first pick in the second round. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins throwback with, uh, with, with the, the, the dolphin that has the helmet on. I like to think of it as like the regular dolphin. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. the actual dolphin, yeah, not, the, the dolphin. not the one that's like insanely muscular. Yeah, just like the regular nice dolphin. Dolphin. Yeah. Good pick. That's a good pick. I'm going really throwback here. I wanted to use some Oilers helmets. Yep. I oh, God, that, that was, that was my next pick. Um, that was definitely my next pick. That's, I mean, that helmet just paired up with that uniform alone. Makes it definitely, definitely a solid Um, my next one, I'm gonna go Eagles. Kelly Green ones. Oh, Randall Cunningham days. Um, and then they just dropped that. They're wearing, going to be wearing that for game this season as well, I think. So that's going to be a sight to see. Um, my next one, I'm, uh, I might go with one that just dropped, but no. Uh, 
I'm gonna go Falcons around the '90s. Deion Sanders, the red helmet with 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 the black birdie dirty bird helmet. Um, classless pick, and every single time I feel like we talk about anything in the NFL, I always refer to Deion Sanders. So, I mean, just the coolest player of all time. So, well, we just spoke about the Bucks. I'm going to the Cream School Bucks. That's a good pick too. Those helmets are just so fun. Yep, I um. I, fun fact, I didn't have it on my list just because I knew somebody else was going to have it on their list. Okay, so it's my turn with the back-to-back picks? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go kind of current thing with these. The Panthers helmet. I just think the it's gray the gray one. Yeah. And the silver. Yeah. Obviously, the yeah, black Panther with the blue. I do. Yep, I do. Like that's a helmet. clean color. And like a clean color. Wait, I'm going to stick with the silver. I'm going with the Raiders. Yes. The Raiders. Classless. Everyone knows. Classy. Classic, not classic. Class Everyone knows the black and the silver. Yeah. Like, that helmet is recognized everywhere. It's mm-hmm. a great helmet. Mm-hmm. Classy, like you said, classic. So, yeah, I'm going with the Raiders, or I'm going with Panthers and the Raiders sticking in the current day. Exactly. Very solid. Very solid. Mm-hmm. I have a tough decision here. I think I'm going to go Colts, just literally straight up. White helmet, white horseshoe. helmet, blue horseshoe. They're just like so clean, classic. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's something about that helmet. I don't know. It's just very appealing. It is. It is. It's a very clean helmet. In the royal blue and white combo on any jersey across any sport, in my opinion, is just clean. It like suits their jerseys like so yes. well too, because they have the two blue stripes on yes. their like shoulders. Like it just it, looks clean. everything about it looks good. That's very true. It's it's a very clean design. Okay, I have two more. And then you each have one yeah. more. Okay, I had a debate between whether picking the one that they just dropped mm-hmm. or the one that they I know exactly what you're going to say. And you know the type of guy I am, so I'm going to go with the one that's been used throughout time, and that is the orange bangle helmet. Yeah, that's, that's a you know, I wanted to go with the white one, but I'm going to let it marinate, marinate for at least a season. That orange Bengals helmet has been there since, I mean, they started wearing helmets. That That is, I mean, one of the greatest OG helmets of all time when it comes to design. In my opinion, a perfect helmet, just not a good franchise. So, um, with my next pick, I'm going to go with a little bias. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a little bias. Um, you'd think I'd be picking the Seahawks. I know, current. I fucking knew it. You'd think I'd be picking their current helmet, oh, but I'm that. actually not the biggest fan of their current blue because I don't like the stripe down the middle. I don't like how it's a faded blue. So I'm kicking it back to the 80s with their gray helmet with the old Seahawk that was a bit lighter of a blue and a bit lighter of a green. Steve Largent Day's gray Seahawks <laughs> helmet. A, gr- a gray helmet is a solid helmet at all times. You appreciate it. I literally just looked at him and said he's picking this helmet right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually because and there's like this one Photoshop picture that's been around for years since DK got drafted of us wearing our a royal blue like '80s throwback jersey with that helmet, and it is, I mean, it's so beautiful. We need to bring it back. Um, that's a great. Pick. My last pick. I'm going Giants with the Giants, like literally spelt out on the side. The dark blue or the that light blue? Like the Lawrence Taylor days? The Lawrence or? Taylor ones. Yeah, the dark blue ones. Yes, yes, yes. That's a great yes, pick. Yes, yes. All right, Maybe. so this is my last pick, right? Yep. With my last pick, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. The gold and the red. Yes. I mean, it's classic. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of stuck with current ones. 
this time around, and except for my first two picks, actually. But it's just a classic gold. It's just awesome. It looks good, especially like when you think of prime time Sunday night football or like Monday night football specifically for me. I think of the Forty Nine ers. I think of those gold mm-hmm. helmets in the night. So mm-hmm. that's. That's an IP5 top. Also, like, never changed ever. Yeah, they've been the same. I like the ones that don't change, and that's why I want to say um, I do like the Bears helmet. Mm -hmm. I think it's very just clean. They just have the logo with the navy. Um, And another Texans helmet, the chrome red. The chrome red that they just dropped. The new new helmets in general. Yes, they're They're red. The new helmets in general, I don't think there's any misses. Now, I do think that there's some helmets that are a lot better than others, but new helmets in the yeah. NFL. Are just Those amazing. are fire. New helmets in the NFL are yeah. amazing. And that's why I wanted to say the white Bengals one, because we've been waiting on that for years, and it's going to be beautiful when they wear the all-white jerseys with the white helmet. Um, and then the Rams, like 2016, when they wore their throwback royal blue, and then they had, like, the Royal Blue Helmets for a couple of years yeah. with, like, the regular Ram, yes. not the new Ram. I had the old that ones, was like, the, like, the dark blue yes. gold or the dark yes. white ones. I like the dark blue I like the dark blue and white ones, Those yes. ones are clean. I also had the Bills with the red buffalo on it, like, just plain white helmet. The throwbacks. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I definitely have to say that that Patriots white helmet's the best helmet in football history. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty sure if the next jersey I buy is gonna be the red Mac Jones one. Mac Jones just kind of ruined my actual navy one that didn't bite his name on it for whatever reason. Next jersey I buy um Bray DK Metcalf and then the one after that, um a blue Bryce Young Seattle. Yeah, I actually get <laughs> when we draft it. Derwin James, new number switch. And then Mac Jones because I need a new I need I don't have a single Seahawks jersey of a player on the team. I've well, bought five jerseys in the past five years. Is Devontae Parker switching his number to one still? Yes. Like, yes. I was thinking about that, but I don't know if that's like a good jersey. I mean, Devontae Parker, he's cool. But, like, Mac Jones Red is my next one. I'm going to get an Akilah Harry Bears jersey. Yeah. The receiving court of the Bears. Oh, my God. When they post, what? Whatever I need to find that social team. media post. I think it was Bleacher Report. Yeah, they're like this Bears lot. This Bears wide receiver is going to be scary. And it was like five people I've never heard of. Nikhil yes. Harry and yeah. whatever his name is. That's actually good. <laughs> Look at this tweet. That um. But <laughs> 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 well, I, mean, I like it's, how it's the Nikhil Harry is the first name on yeah. that list. Yeah. Like, right. like Moon doesn't exist. Nikhil Harry, Darnell Moody. Vilas Jones Jr. I don't know who that is. Pringle and Cole Komet. That's a tight end. <laughs> That's, That's a, literally a tight end. That's right? an elite receiving quarter. No, no, no. and, and they threw in Cole Komet because they didn't have enough receivers to put on the graphic. I do, who is Vilas Jones? I don't know. I literally don't know. I've never heard of him in my life. All right. I think the best part about this dude is I'm dead ass praying for Justin Fields, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Vilas Jones Jr. He's a rookie. What school did he go to? He was at USC and then he transferred to Tennessee. Oh. He couldn't handle SoCal. So he's never done. Oh, he was the one that wore number one at Tennessee. He was so good. But he was actually so good this year. Define good because he has. Just like Tala looks cool in the orange. 
<laughs> Why? All right, so when I search up his stats, the person that... All right, here's receipt. He's kind of ass. Yeah, no. No, he had, he had senior year, he had seven. He okay. had a good senior year. Seven. Well, oh, that's a rushing one. He had 822 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. 296 yards last year and three touchdowns. That's all right. He's not someone that you put on that graphic and really hype up like they're about to be different. When was the graphic he drafted? Because they're not. It's not going to happen. They're gonna stay. Like, why was that graphic even like they like they sat down in that room and was like, oh, let's make and it was very right, wide receiver. And it was right, right after they traded after they made the move for Nikhil Harry. Acting like Nikhil Harry was really what put them over the top. They drafted him in a third round. <laughs> like he's, he's the third name on that list. Byron Pringle is more of a name than that's embarrassing. Than Nikhil Harry. No, like Byron Pringle could list. return kick. Byron Pringle would be wide receiver three on any any other team. Like a good wide receiver three. To he be might honest, be wide receiver one year over Mooney because Mooney never gets love on the Bears. I'm actually very excited. Mooney's to talk about one of my favorite players. Right, I'm like really very excited to talk about football. Football's back. back. Yeah, football's that's why I'm back. saying we're going to talk about it next. Next week next episode. Research. Yeah, next episode. We're going to talk about the MLB trade deadline. We're going to give a little preview to the listeners right now. <laughs> yeah, if you've yeah. stuck around this long. We'll do MLB trade deadline results. Mm-hmm. We're going to be very brief the MLB next week because yeah. the last few episodes all we talked about is Unless all hell breaks loose again like yeah. last year, it will be hopefully brief. Yeah, well, we'll do like 10 minutes MLB, and then we'll do like an hour and a half. I know. I want to talk about football a lot. Like, I literally want to go down every single block. <laughs> like, I, I do, too. I think, I think we should... Um, standings predictions? Standings predictions. Standings predictions, and we'll do um, each, each division. Yeah, I'm going to do two AMC. divisions per episode. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. This that's is why. Yeah. So He's that's good. what we'll do. So next week, um, we're going to be doing two divisions. We're going to be doing um, the division that co- – I'm totally just making this up, so you guys are going to have to say yes. Um, each division that coincides with each other but the opposites, the AFC and the NFC, next week we're going to be starting with the AFC and NFC North. Great. North. About the North. So we're gonna start with them. Um and then we're gonna tell you guys which which divisions we're gonna be rolling with next. Um but I think that's gonna wrap up this episode, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I I have nothing to do. I mean next week we'll do IT five top five favorite NFL. Yeah. 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 Um, this is gonna be an NFL episode. Um, um, um non Super Bowl. Non Super Bowl. Non Super Bowl. Alright, well we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we are glad to be back. New camera, who we this? We will see you guys next week. And peace. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.